Wow, what a terrible fade out and mute my phone, but too bad we're doing this. So, no do-overs. Welcome to episode 22 of the Empire Excel Podcast. I'm your host, Dorf, joined by Josh as always. How's it going, Josh? Awesome, man. How are you? Not too bad. Um, yeah, so with some happy news before uh, we get into uh, tonight's Doom show, uh, you know, where we take a whole helping, party helping of black pills. Um, got engaged yesterday, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Congratulations, thank sir. You, sir. I know we've already talked about that off the air, and I just got to say it, but, you know, very ha- happy things happened. That's awesome, man. Yesterday, and Mrs. Dorf, future Mrs. Dorf here is already that, so. Anywho, <laughs> enough of that uh, white pill shit here, so. You know, you can... Go ahead. You you'll get to you'll always get to tell your kids, Dorf. Seriously, you'll you'll get to tell your kids and your grandkids that you know you and mom got uh, got engaged in the the year of the apocalypse. You know, the <laughs> the, the the year the year of twenty twenty when the, the world was falling apart. You were busy falling in love and getting engaged. Yeah, the year of the coof or whatever we're gonna call it, whatever. What do we? What do you think we're gonna call it? <laughs> You know, looking back on it 10 years from now, what are we going to call this? Is it going to be the year of the coof? Uh, flu takes the world? I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the Rona, the lockdown. Lockdown 2020. Uh, yeah, something right. like that. Any, anywho, let's get the into The pandemic. <laughs> I'm not on team pandemic, but uh, I'm not going to say that it was uh, planned, but that I, that doesn't mean nefarious forces haven't used it to their um, advantage in reshaping the way the world works. So, I, I I'm not on I'm not on team pandemic either. Actually, um, I mean I I go further than they do to some, but I feel like that's been totally taken by the trumpkins so they they can have that that that's like that's the QAnon trumpkins you know gallon pandemic so so they can have that they i'm not i'm not gonna try to commandeer it from them it wouldn't be right
I, I, I think, I think you might have. I think you might have. Anyway, the I, I at least see where certain people are coming from because, despite like lockdown being proven to be not an effective measure to control this. God, did I, did I tip my hand on which side of this equation I think I'm on? <laughs> I, I, I li uh, I live in a solid red state, um, although I am on a border town with a blue state. Well, it's purple, uh, purple state border. Um, but I, I hate to break it to you folks. Um, Cal yes, California is the single largest agriculture state in the union. Uh, they might be able to feed themselves. They're not going to be able to feed Oregon and Washington. And oh, by the way, since you won't be able to truck stuff across North America, uh, you're going to have to fly things to the Northeast. Um, it will become so prohibitively expensive. Um, enjoy starving. That's all I have to say. Uh, and that's under the that uh, the part of California, which is deep red itself, that where all the food is grown, wouldn't want to say, fuck you, we're out. We're going to go join Red America. Or sorry, as Twitter called it, Jesus land. Um, yeah, they're going to go join Jesus. You know, Jesus land would. Uh, Worth to, noting, too, uh, Dorf, that there are. There are actually of, a, of attrition very quickly. If, if, if you uh if you ever take the time to I know you're a you're a data guy. If you ever um decide to uh do the map in counties or cities, either one pick one. You'll quickly see that there actually are no there are no red states. There are only red cities and red counties. Um no state is actually red. Yes, I do have that backwards. I'm sorry. Yes, no, I'm. I'm sorry. No, there. Oh, it's there. There are. Yes, there are no blue states. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that wrong. Uh, there, there are no blue states. There are blue counties. There are blue cities. And there's it's a lot blue, of blue people. You know, th there are a lot of um, you know, uh, people you that backwards. vote that way in those um, yeah, in yeah. those areas. There's, you know, there, as the popular vote, which I know doesn't matter, shows there are. Yeah more people out there voting blue than voting red yeah. supposedly um so there's that but there there are truly no blue states um in the let's call it the internet space or the the commentary space here this past week of while America is one country, it really has been two countries living together in sort of disharmony since, you know, the 1840s. Um, and the only reason it didn't split permanently before and hasn't split again is Lincoln broke, you know, violated a bunch of civil and personal rights to fight a war to keep it all. Um, bending, bending, bending the founding principles of the country to hopefully hold it together you know hold the idea of it together um abraham lincoln by the way you know it you know is unfortunately we're seeing this, the public school system uh, schools because he didn't demonstrate that black lives mattered to him um which is just divisive bullshit on its own but regardless the ludicrous actually Abe Lincoln threw journalists in jail, by the way. I hope you know that. He, the, I'm not saying that I'm, I agree with the statement, you know, that, you know, there, there's always the classic good old boys of the South that'll call 
a civil war than a war of northern aggression. And he's, in some sense, while moot in my opinion, they're not wrong. The America at that point should have split. The the war was fought, the country was kept together ultimately, but has really been operating as two separate cultural entities ever since. Now, those lines have been blurred and increasingly being blurred each and every day as, as we advance on it. Seemingly a, a collapsitarian reign nowadays um, where you just have people just like, fuck this, I just don't want to, you know, as you're seeing like the, the Great Plains, which were entirely empty until very just have population booms sections of this country are like, fuck you, I want, I'm going to go live in my own 200 acres where I don't have to deal with people. I'm, I'm sick of these people. Um, and unfortunately, Josh is, is kind of rambling here is the idea of America and what it, what it stood for in, in, in large part is, is failed to live up to be, but is the idea of America worth, you know, not necessarily a hot war, but it, you know, is it worth fighting a culture war for? Because there seems to be forces internal and external that want to tear it all down because, you know, we want, they want to pursue utopia where we all, every time, you, you know, Go ahead and try and achieve utopia. We'll see how that goes. Um, history says it's going to go poorly, but you know, keep trying. Um, you know, Dorf, I, I think you made some excellent points. I was actually lucky enough while I was um, while I was in grad school, um, I actually uh, got to uh, witness two uh, two expert uh, two expert Lincoln historians, two expert Civil War historians debate um the you know was lincoln a good guy basically was was the debate and um it was excellent it was excellent to watch um both sides make great points and um the one guy i'll actually say his name i don't think he'd want to i don't think he'd want um or, or you know be ashamed of it these guys were great i'm talking them up but uh professor dent was the guy who was the anti-lincoln um anti-lincoln talking point professor hoyer dr hoyer was the other side and um he made some of these points that um you know he used to just say you know all these young men dead wasn't there another way abe um and i get that um to say that he bent the rules of the constitution definitely fair to say that it's not even bent it's flat out broke also but... though no no flat out broke is what they do now <laughs> no I, the, he he bent the rules of the constitution but it is a very different thing when the person bending the rules is legitimately a true believer in the rule book you know when when you when when the person is saying we're gonna do this we're, we're gonna it's an it's an instance of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater sure and that's a, that's a fair we're point. gonna try to do this to save this that's a fair point josh to try and make your point there even further it's the modern politics both the right and the left the constitution is a a barrier to their policy their policy and culture goals it's an obstacle. It's not a, a guiding principle. It's just an obstruction 
making the world in the image that they'd like to make it in. An, an issue I take with some modern historians also is the idea that the Civil War was not fought over slavery. Oh, it absolutely was. Um, you know, a, a lot. Uh, it, it was. It, it definitely was. And truth be told, if you want to try to link, you know, the decisiveness, divisiveness is the word I'm looking for, divisiveness of the nation back to that time, you have to take it right back. You have to take it all the way to the founding. Because Thomas Jefferson knew when he wrote the Declaration of Independence that there was going to be hell to pay over this slavery issue, and it was going to come. He didn't know if it was going to come in his lifetime or, you know, or, or soon after. It actually probably happened later than he thought it would. They knew that. They knew that, but they, they couldn't they couldn't fight the war. They couldn't fight the Revolutionary War without the slave owners and the slave the slavery haters, for lack of a better term, on the same side. So they did that. It was good. They they they, they did have morality on their side. I, I believe that they did have justice. They were trying to do the right thing. And yes, the the beginning of the Democrat versus Republican. People like to try to, you know, say right versus left, um, left versus right, uh, civil rights versus against civil rights. Um, uh, the slave owners versus the non-slave owners. If you really want to take from 1858 to 2020, what the culture war that you were talking about is about, it's Republican versus Democrat. That is the one constant. And it sounds like I'm undersimplifying it or oversimplifying it, but I'm undersimplifying it. Actually, th this is... That's really what it's about. The Democrats love to point out that, no, no, we switched. We switched. The What used to be a Democrat used to, is now a Republican. And then they throw out a bunch of different years, depending on which um, which thing you're debating at that exact moment. Mm -hmm. No, According to some, they switched in the 1960s. No, they switched in the 1920s. No, they switched in the 1880s. Or maybe they never switched at all, I, you know, is kind of what I go for. But neither of these parties have ever been always, you know, been a small government party or a big government party or a pro-liberty party small, or an anti-liberty party. Only They've just been their parties. They're only small government when they're not in power. Right, right. You know, the only, um, the only guy ever to take a And I've said this in the past. The only guy to ever oversee America being out of national debt and running the surplus is Andrew Jackson. Time the United States has not ran a federal debt was during his briefly during his anyway, sorry right. to continue. Right. I mean um you it, to to the the way Andrew Jackson did it would be impossible nowadays unless we wanted to, you know, be a a country with the significance of um, Peru or Portugal or, you know, something along those lines. But you are right. You are right. So, Dorf, I, I love this topic. I've been asking the question 
of people since uh, the late 90s, actually, I've been saying. I used to always put it as, is the world worth saving? Tonight's topic isn't that. Tonight's topic is more well, as the nation. Actually, that's, that's actually, I, I want to go there. Um, the reason that I, I want to argue that the idea of America is worth saving is if we let America die and we just say fuck it and take you know take the uh, big whole vial of the black pills and just you know collapse the bring it on bring on the boogaloo we are not only dooming ourselves because I, I hate to break it to you I, you and I are not veterans and I know that the hot wars suck civil wars suck and quite frankly the amount of Savagery and firepower and weaponry within the borders of the United States will make bodies look like a cakewalk. Tens or hundreds of millions of people would die in a modern hot war. It's something I want to encourage. The idea that I'm just going to be able to retreat to the middle of nowhere farm my 50 acre you know farm my 50 acres support my family and i'm going to be left alone in if you know glue breaks out that's not going to happen there is way too many people in any society that just won't leave people alone and no matter what you do they'll have their in your business as unfortunately we've empowered those folks in the uh, the covid karen era um and that even ruined my faith in humanity even more with, with how much power we've given to hypochondriacs and Karens uh, over the last year. The If you let America fail, the West fails. And guess who will step up to fill that power vacuum? People you want nothing to do with. You think China's bad now? Just wait till they're not opposed. What is it? What, you know, it isn't just you're, you're definitely in the collapse. Yeah, you're definitely not going to be. And, and you know, Russia is an Rush. insignificant player in this. They might be able to pick up, pick up fight militarily, but economically, they can't. They can't touch China. China becomes the dominant world power. And I guarantee, whether you're on the American left or the American right, if you make an honest assessment of what China unrestrained would do to the world. You know the world, the modus operandi of the world. You want no fucking part of that. You know we 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 have our first world problems here, but when you know America isn't uh, the global insurance policy, isn't the world's moral leader, and unfortunately the world's police, or the, or at least the mutually assured destruction, the, or or the uh, the warning to everybody to you know fuck around and find out you know. I fuck around and all of a sudden you're going to have a team of Navy SEALs at your door in 24 hours blowing your brains out like if that global force goes away things aren't going to stay the same if the United States is rendered impotent by ramjet missiles you know uh, supersonic ramjet missiles which China Hat, and Russia both have and they, if they decide to use them the US Navy toast global shipping global trade and global commerce will collapse overnight we only saw a diluted version back in March and April in the in the COVID apocalypse. That was when limited things could, you know, limited commerce, international commerce was taking place. Air freight, you know, while expensive, was still flying. 
just imagine what all of it goes away. That's a horrible place to live, and and the resulting economic despair would probably kill more people or just as many people as the hot war would be taking out concurrently. I I don't think the the folks that say bring on the collapse, root and root, you know, ex, you know, jam your foot on the accelerator. I think we'll come out better in the end or very shallow in thinking um, that, you know, what I, I will come out better because I'm assuming that 15,000 other variables are going to power vacuum. If America splits our, and, and just doesn't like play ball with each other, our global economic dominance ends. Who then has to take directives from China, both of us. And if we're going to cooperate enough to stave that off, why split in the first place? Just, you know, it, it's <clears throat> the world is a lot scarier than the average person in the United States. And both of us in our, our you know, warm homes here tonight is, as it's below freezing, um, was willing to realize. And, uh, I don't think that we want to jam our foot on the accelerator, you know, you know, on the accelerator and try and collapse American society so we can hope to build it back better. Um, it ain't gonna go the way you get because while every, while we're doing that, everybody else is gonna be making moves and Josh, your thoughts. Dorf, Dorf, what exactly are you? What are you describing as the collapse? Do you mean that, you know, the, the country, parts of the country secede and we become two nations? Do you mean... It doesn't even necessarily that, have to be um, actual... Uniformed factions shooting each other within our borders. So kind of uh, a heavier version of okay. what you saw in Washington, D.C. over the weekend where you had... Proud Boys v. Antifa. Let's just call it Team Red versus Team Blue. Um, or even, you know, there could be multiple factions within both sides that sort of loosely work together, or three teams, or you could have two non-state actors and then the state trying to get both of them, you know, any sort of combination thereof. Breakdown of the societal order of the United States. Um, the world order will change. And we won't like what's uh, what we wake back up to once uh, all the dust settles here within the United States. Okay, now, do, okay, before I before I get going, do you, so you don't think peaceful secession is is possible? No, in in any way. No, and if I if I'm with the government of the United States, I don't let it happen. If somebody tries to secede, even Texas, I crush it. Texas tries to leave, I keep them. Okay. Yeah. Place. No. And, and that that and that may happen. You know, that may happen. Um. I, I I don't at this point. I mean, neither one of us are president or you know in power. Um, I wish one of us was. And probably. Uh, be I'm a not, saner I'm, place I'm to live. Um, 
Old enough yet. I am not eligible. I can actually not be in the Senate. Oh, Jesus. You, I can join you the had Senate to... in 22. You... I could be a congressman at this point. You you just... You had to bring that up. You just... That that wasn't... Uh, that... That you just you just couldn't let that slide. <laughs> you just you just had to turn. All right, all right. Well, I am old enough to be president of the United States, and I even was in the last election. Um, <laughs> but um, so so you could start running for Senate right now, though. You know, I could run next time. I could run for Senate. I could you, be. I could have been in Congress for a couple terms. I can run for Senate next time around. Right on. That's good. That's good. Um, glad you're finally getting around to getting married anyway, you know, and then you can start this political career. I was, I mean, you're a whippersnapper, I realized. I was working on my first divorce when I was your age. Thanks for the optimism, <laughs> um, <buddy>. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not going to be you. You're, 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 you got this. Um, no, and, uh, listen, um, when it comes to when it comes to a collapse, I think there's um, there there's different ways to define that. Sometimes when I say I'm looking forward to a collapse, I don't necessarily mean um, the nation is fractured and everything is ripped apart. Mm-hmm. But what I do mean is I do think that um, people from time to time what what was the old um the old thomas jefferson quote uh the tree of liberty must be often watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants well i'm not going to go that far but what i will say is that people need to be reminded every couple generations of how bad certain ideologies are people need to be reminded of how bad totalitarianism is how much it doesn't work people need to be reminded about how bad communism and fascism can be so when i hear people say don't elect joe biden don't elect bernie sanders oh my god they're gonna turn us into a socialist country i, I don't like donald trump either i hate his tweets but we can't let this country turn socialist well if our system actually works at all if there's anything to it and this is the one thing I like to say because, uh, you know, every every election, this year you heard it more than ever, but every election is, this is the most important election of, of our lifetime. This is the most important election uh, I would say in I American that, history. I heard that more in 2016 than this time around. Did you? I think I heard it more this time. But mainly, I think, just from uh, Republicans who, um, you know, were scared to death that... Uh, Orange Man wasn't going to be their president anymore. I don't think it was Orange Man wasn't going to um, be their president anymore. It, I think it's the Democrats have decided to run a guy with dementia, and we're going to give him the nuclear launch codes. Oh, I think it was Orange Man wasn't going to be our president anymore. I think that's what it I'm was about. I, there, I think it was a, a big pissing contest. I'm not saying that there wasn't a faction that, that had that belief. I would, I would think the majority was... Um, Dementia man about to get nuclear launch, nuclear launch codes. Perhaps. Either way. Um, I think I always like to say if 
if one election with our with our great system i love the constitution i love the system as the way it is supposed to work but if one election if electing one man to be president of the united states is just the end of america then guess what it was already broken game is already, it was already over broken. that's right we were already in checkmate yeah. right you know i mean and if the republicans think that they were going to elect donald trump he was going to drain the swamp and that they were that we as a country were then never going to elect an evil democrat ever again then they were fools then they were fools if if your game plan meant that no democrat can ever be president again then it was a really foolish game plan and vice versa vice versa for the democrats because we have a two-party system and it goes back and forth and all throughout american history you're not going to find you know uh, just a flurry of presidents in a row you're i think about four four in a row from a party i think is the i think is the record you know mm-hmm. and, and it's been a while for that you know i i want to say i don't have that in front of me but i you know i don't have I could figure it out, but I don't want to sit here counting my fingers and stuff while, while we're trying to do a, a podcast. But I, I want to say it's four in a row of, of one party is is the record. Yeah, that would be FDR. Um, it would be FDR. No, was... I mean four presidents. Oh, four presidents in a row. Okay. No, I mean, I don't mean four. I don't mean four terms. Four there's terms. definitely okay. been plenty of times where there's four terms because, I was, I was a, because two people. I was brain will... here, and I think that was, that would be it. If, if you were counting terms, sorry. Yeah, I mean, the... no, 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 no. Um, the most I mean, re- in, the in most that case, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, in that case, it'd be five because Truman wins Truman, after, uh, yeah, after, after FDR. Um, but no, I mean, four presidents, four, four, four guys being president in a row um, of the same party, I think is the record. And that's rare as hell. I mean, really, that's rare as hell. Um, you know, I, you have this with, uh, president number three through six, but that's basically at a time when, you know, the, um, the other party was crumbling, you know, it was still federalist versus any federalist, right? A federalist versus the, what, what historians call the Democrat Republicans, uh, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Monroe, and John Quincy Adams are, are Democrat Republicans. At the time, they probably would have called them either Republicans or Jeffersonians, but historians refer to as Democrat Republicans. They have nothing to do with the Democrats or the Republicans in modern day. Um, then if you go uh, after the Civil War, what you got, um, you got Grant, Hayes, um, um, I'm bad at this, so I'm not Chester A. Arthur, sorry. Garfield, you know, Garfield, um, uh, you know, technically, not right there would be it would be a fifth because uh, then you get well, no, no, then Grover Cleveland breaks it up. Okay, so so yeah, you got four right there. I think that's it right there. Is after the Civil War, you got four Republicans in a row, and that's counting a guy dying. By the way, you know that, that's counting a you know a three month president dying, and so uh, with you know Garfield only living about 90, 90 95 days, something like that. Um, that, that counts him. So. It was never going to happen. 
is my point. You know, this this idea that then now the Republicans have just the the good guy Republicans. Donald Trump has done it. We're going to drain the swamp, and they're just they're just going to rule forever. And the reign of um, of Republicans that aren't actually conservative will you know live forever. That was stupid. That wasn't going to happen. Okay, so um, I know they would have liked it to last a little bit longer, maybe a two-term Donald Trump, and then a uh, you know. Uh, Ivanka Trump or a or a tan selected Trump dude um Don to Jr. you know run man. next kind of like um hey I'll tell you yeah. what if if you know uh, if you had the 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 2015 through 17 uh political instincts of Donald Trump packaged with the face and speaking ability of Don Jr you might you, you know why you literally have the god emperor memes you know pass a constitutional amendment and let the guy run forever you know i'm only half joking quite frankly no. if, if the political instincts were it, it, don jr had the political you know if donald trump had the body of and speaking ability of don jr and he harnessed his, his instincts from 15 to 17 he wins six he wins 2020 in a landslide and probably coasts to whoever wins the nominee after coast to victory in 2024 like that's i'm i'm that dead serious unfortunately the has got to him in, in 17 and beyond cost him uh cost him re-election but anyway sorry unfortunately now now people with the last name of trump will be forever loved no matter what by a good healthy little portion of the populace and will be vehemently hated and despised by a good portion of the populace so so if your last name is trump you are you're you're never gonna kill it because it's just it's a love-hate thing for sure. for the majority of voters it doesn't matter what they say it really doesn't. It doesn't matter what they say. It's it's not based on logic or reason. It's based on emotion and feelings, like most things that ruin stuff. But listen, Dorf, I would love to tell you that the nation's worth saving. I would love to tell you that. I, it's not even the nation, um, Josh. I would love... We, we give up on the West. Because without America, the West... The West stand... is done, bro. The West can't stand up to the East. I don't want to. I don't. The wanna, West is done. I don't want to live in an. I it's, don't want to live in a world dominated by Eastern philosophy. I don't. I mean, the, the U.S. is already. The U.S. already is the West. The West is destroyed. Western Europe, they're they're done. Australia, done. They're they are. They are fragments of themselves. They have given up everything. Everything that made them great. They have abandoned. They God, they are man, nothing. You're, they you're, these you're are these are wor dishing out heaping help pills here, man. These are worthless nations. They they are worthless nations. Truly, they are they are truly worthless nations that exist now on a higher up scale than other places simply because of a rich history. And the idea that natural resource France positions. is, I mean, I'm not even trying to compare them to 
China, Russia, the Middle East. If the Middle East could get together, I mean, and and just stop. Still can't grow their own. You know, man. just just right. I know, but you know, I don't know. They they they, they got oil. Um, could buy their own. But the spades, idea that they can't a country it. like just the idea that a country like France is more powerful or deserves more global power than a country like I'm just gonna get uh, than like uh, Brazil is um is stupid. They're there. They have their spot on the UN Security Council. They have ultimate veto power forever. They, um, you know, they're they're industrialized, so they think they have a right to chime in and speak up, but they're broken. They're broken. They're there because they have a rich history. That's it. That's it. No, no other reason. And same goes for Spain. Same goes for Italy. I mean, Italy's only still in the conversation because it's a great place to go on vacation. But that's it. 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 And quite honestly, what, although Germany's got a kick-ass economy and they always pump out stuff, Germany and the UK, they're not much better. They're really not. I mean, the European Union, as much as I hate it and as much as I think it was a terrible idea for the people of Europe, it, it had to be done. Because those countries standing alone are worthless. Well, They're worthless, the broken Euro The European Union nations. was also essentially formed so we could give everybody collective skin in the game so we'd stop going to war against each other every day, you know, every 10 years. Or, well, the, the European power. And Germany would stop killing each other. The, the Italians... Uh, it, the European Union... The European Union sold itself out down the river culturally when they opened their borders, when they admitted Turkey. Well, they haven't. They sort of admitted Turkey, kind of. In, in praise of the almighty euro. Like. This is got God. This is gonna make me sound so like European right wing, which has a name. But like, even like the French and the Germans and consequences of their their own policies, where their their culture is rotting out from underneath them, which is gonna you know when the culture goes, everything else that makes them great, such as their economic might, goes right behind it. The mm -hmm. so then the European Union that quite frankly. If you're a conservative, like you would fit right. If you're an American conservative, you'd fucking love Hungary and Poland, because you know you know they're essentially trying to establish a Catholic theocracy. They're not small government folks, but it's the same time they're spending their their wealth on. Um, their own people, their their productivity on their own people instead of globalist or big business interests. Like in Hungary, Hungary has a a declining population. Their birth rate is, it does not support a growth rate at a stable level or growing level. 
It's a sub replacement level. They're literally paying folks to have families because in the long term, have economically productive citizens to support the senior citizen welfare state at the end. Your country's doomed to collapse or you have to import a workforce which will cause the degradation of your country. So they're literally paying folks to have children. Doesn't that sound like the ultimate American conservative super state? I'm not saying we should do that here, but you know In some ways. God and even God more black pills for me here. In in the middle of this pandemic and you have a you have a recession. This isn't for, Arguably until the middle of the first quarter of this year, we were at full employment in the United States. We, everybody who wanted a job had a job and jobs were, you know, wage growth was, was especially at the, the bottom third of the earning level, was exploding because there wasn't enough people to work the jobs. And that's when you, quite frankly, have a more loose immigration policy because you need bodies to fill jobs. The economic productivity is there to support it. You can be more loosey-goosey with your immigration policy to bring in foreign to support your growing economy because you, your domestic workforce has full employment. We were almost there. However, you have a you're in a recession. You have a well a regionalized unemployment crisis based on whether or not your governor is a Democrat. Um, yet we have Mike Lee, supposedly libertarian. Tell that to Ohio. Libertarian Republican, well, Ohio being like one of the lone exceptions. Um, you have the supposedly libertarian, you know, Republican senator from Utah, Mike Lee, passing a H-1B visa expansion to all those, those essentially create Indian competition because specifically eliminating quotas per country and, and allowing a essentially us to import India's technological workforce to drive down the labor costs of the upper middle class. Which, you know, we've tailored our, well, what little tailoring of our education system we've done here uh, over the past several decades. Are you fucking kidding me? That if that's not a, you know, I I still think the idea of America and and Mike Lee did some great talking per se when the Republicans were out of power. Delivered some great floor speeches, did some great interviews about the ideas of America and and the the founding principles. But since uh, the Republicans got back into power, he's become a swamp creature. Romney too. The love Dorf. <laughs> the uh, it it sounds horribly pessimistic on my part, but we don't have an American first party here. We had an American first nationalist politician that happened to hold the White House and, and follow through on those ideas for a couple of years before the machine ground him down into being a globalist again. 
if we really had that sort of America first conservative national party argue again because it's been forever since we've had one of those unless of course we have that again we're going to need a common enemy we need I hate to break it to you but if you want to stop this this is going to sound terrible neil lib of me but we want to stop this and rot we need a common enemy again we need a hot war we need to we need to fight an equal we need to fight a an opponent that could be a threat to the homeland that's that's one way to end this this rot we need to uh not saying that I would actively encourage this, but uh, a war with China or Russia would sure would fix uh, what what divides us. When all of a sudden, it sounds terrible, but I'm not advocating for this. But if uh, we started shooting at an equally armed opponent or a near peer, I believe is the correct term for that. If we had a a hot war near peer where uh, Maybe under threat, uh, you know, bombed at any moment. Uh, we might uh, stop bickering amongst each other, realize how much we have in common, and get back to loving thy neighbor again. Seems like a steep cost to pay for that. Would so. we, though? I mean, I'd hope so. I mean, are there'd you be even sure we would? There'd be are, I, are you sure? Because I'm not. I, be I'm honestly not sure. And Josh, I, I don't even think you're wrong there because there's so much perverse financial incentive to to be the the opposition or the resistance in that you know uh, don't let distract you china's just misunderstood um vodka drinking russian man not so bad like you're probably not wrong it'd be a certain amount of people from the party that was not in power that would adopt that position because it would be politically convenient at the time Listen, Dorf, I'm not sure that if, um, if, uh, you know, Dallas, Texas got, got nuked, that there wouldn't be people on the left saying, well, they had they it coming for it. this and this and this. And I'm not, I'm not picking, and I'm not picking on one side here because if LA got nuked, I'm not sure there isn't people on the right saying, Oh, whatever, screw them. I was hoping California would get destroyed anyway and fall off the face of the earth. I'm not sure that the I'm not sure that the breach is repairable at this point anymore. And you think you were dropping black pills? I got some black suppositories for you, man. Um, these, uh, you know. You can call me a tinfoil hat, you can call me whatever the hell you want. But um, quote-unquote conspiracy theorists have been talking about the New World Order and what what it's going to do. You know, it's a conspiracy theory, even though presidents, you know, use the term New World Order mm -hmm. on a regular basis, actually. But, um, you know, they've been talking about the New World Order. There's people out there scared that the New World Order is coming. I get news for you guys. The new world order is not coming. The new world order is not on its way. It's here. It's here. It's the United Nations. It's 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 all those different. It's it's NATO. 
It's all these different organizations. Uh, Google Google image um the UN in Wuhan, China. Coincidentally, uh, before this happened in the the basically the the worship scene they threw in you know Chinese stadiums over the UN. The New World Order's here, guys. It already happened. It already happened. You know, this this country would have been, could have been, was great. Not to sound like Donald Trump, I'm, you know, I, but I didn't know how else to say that. Tag, the Constitution Tag. was awesome. I mean, seriously, the Constitution's awesome. Constitution to this day is still the best political document ever written in human history. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. But and you know what? It... We're not following it. We don't use it, Dorf. We don't use it. We're not using it at all. The... Except for some minor procedural issues, we don't use it. And neither party because is talking openly about how the only way to save this place is returning to those roots. And I don't mean returning to those roots like going back to 1970. I mean going back to 1800. The way we actually used to view the Constitution. Because we're not following man. It's just been an opposition to those in power, you know, an obstacle, rather. Excuse me. To those in power. God, my entire entire lifetime and back. To the era that you just referenced there, the 1870s, is that what you said? Yeah, no, I said it needs to go back to 1800 to, uh, you know, to the, the way we viewed the Constitution in uh, 1800, 1830, if you will. What you know, around those times, even into the the first part of the 20th century, there were still a lot of politicians well, who view that. You still Josh, have your, your is, Calvin Coolidge's, your Taft's. Just your... because politics in America ceased being a gentleman's game and turned into Machiavellian power games? Because now I, I, I feel like the, the most of the reason Maybe. that people are so cynical or, or act the way they do within politics is because if you lose, the other side isn't going to, you know, you're not going to accept your gracious defeat. They're going to make you they're gonna punish you for it as you're seeing now you, you're you're seeing folks advocating for trump enablers or trump administration officials to go on lists so they can be driven out of polite society um the quite frankly the the way that the the maga types treated hillary clinton until joe biden was the nominee you know hillary for prison stuff like that you know what I'm not saying Hillary Clinton is squeaky clean or James Comey did a, a stand-up job at, in his handling of her affairs. And, and quite frankly, if you or I did the shit, shit we'd be in jail. But the, the American tradition and part of what it makes America great is we don't try and throw our political opponents in prison. We don't have them whacked. We, we don't do that here. And, and unfortunately we've kind of stooped to the next closest level of that is we don't let our loser our losers be gracious and or have gracious defeat try and fucking destroy them and both sides are guilty of that guys i i you know but but they do it but they do you both do it so shut the fuck up 
And if you want this just cycle to end, somebody's going to have to stop. But you get back to the Machiavellian power game here. The, the one that set, that is lays down their arms first is the one that's going to get pummeled. So no, neither side is going to do it. Neither political faction mm -hmm. is going to do it. And, and no offense, Josh, the Libertarian Party sounds great on paper, but they're politically impotent. They, they'd have such a great in here, and it's not. There's no excuse anymore. You're not fighting for airtime on ABC to make your candidates known. You have the ultimate power to to get your message out there and penetrate through the 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 mainstream shield the political part the libertarian party gets every time it, it in the convention gets in a fucking circle jerk about how to be the most libertarian getting caught in the weeds and social issues that normies don't give a fuck about about you know who's who's the most libertarian well, and, you know and, the and, problem and, with that it inevitably devolves into like how close do we get? Can we get to practically openly endorsing pedophilia? Because you know, if they're consenting, that's that's ultimately what every libertarian convention dissolves nah, that, into. I, I think that's. I I've followed libertarian conventions for a long time. I think that's pretty inaccurate, honestly. But what I will say is this: this is the problem with the libertarians. You're saying that they want to always argue over who's the most libertarian yeah they do but that's not who they run it isn't who they run at all i mean well, they, it's because those they, who those who actually have power in the libertarian run people hang, hang on hang on they, they they run the they run the people who pander to the people that won't give them the time of day the republicans and democrats pretend like the libertarians don't exist I mean, I, I was I was laughing. I, I listened to so much radio, so much you know stuff as you know before the election. And I'm a Joe Jorgensen supporter, even though she was You're my fifth Jorgensen choice supporter. out of six. I was, I was a very reluctant one. And um, now it seems like the Libertarian Party wants to, which this isn't unusual for a political party. Jorgensen lost, so they want to crown Spike Cohen as their um you know new king of the libertarians and quite frankly he is the ultimate panderer i mean the guy's the biggest weenie on the planet I, he, he really is and this is coming from somebody that agrees with his ideology you know i agree with his ideology but instead he'd rather pander to you're trying to impress the, the two people pe the two political party parties anyway. exactly exactly that, that's their the Republicans problem. and Democrats you hold have a party every legitimate... year. You're not coming anyway, but you're trying, still trying to impress them. Fucking in the China shop, right? Knock down the right. establishment. Be fucking bold. But no, we're we're gonna try and, and yeah, exactly. We're, you know, we're gonna have our 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 candidate endorse BLM. Like, come the fuck on. Right. No, it's it's ignorant. It's ignorant. So you know, so that's that's what they run. I mean, you had guys out there like Jacob Hornberger, who was oh my god, you put that man as a complete unknown on a debate stage with Dementia Joe and Orange Band. <laughs> he's getting more than five percent of the vote, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you. I'm not saying he's winning. Because people still love their R's and love their D's. But I promise you, you put Jacob Hornberger on a debate stage, 
with those two guys. And <laughs> I was going to say give them equal time. No, you don't even need to give them equal time. You don't even need to be fair to them. The debates are unfair. Be Put them on there and be unfair to them. I promise he's getting Ross Perot numbers. That's why the Republicans and Democrats, who are pretty much always on the same side, guys. Listen, the De Republicans and Democrats are are on the same side. There was, I wish I had it in front of me. And Josh is, a, and that's because. Leader of an African country. I believe it was Zimbabwe. Mugabe, so you're getting. Oh, okay. No, there. I believe it was. Uh, I can't remember. He was. He was accused of be, of having his country be a one party system. He was vilified by you know the Americans who Robert Mugabe. have it right. Said, "Oh, you, your, your, your elections are. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Your elections. They said his elections were were nonsense because they only have a one party system. His quote was." The Americans only have a one-party system, too. Just in typical American uh, showmanship, I'm paraphrasing, they have two of them. <laughs> and he's right. He's right. Listen, I, I I agree with some of the things you said, Dorf, earlier. Not all. Um, you made some great points, though. Personally, I would welcome the collapse if it wasn't planned. I would welcome the collapse if it wasn't going to definitely be replaced by something worse. And I'm not one of those people that says, oh, the collapse, you you inevitably have to have big government because they'll come in. No, I'm saying in this particular instance, it's inevitable because it's pre-planned. It's pre-planned. There, there are forces trying to destroy this country from the inside out. And it's working. It's going to work. The Constitution that I love and that some of you out there may love, some of you out there may think, we're not using it. We were taught in school that the Constitution is the highest law of the land. It's not. They don't use it. It's not functioning at all anymore and even when you say oh no we still use the constitution because electoral college no we still use the constitution because of you know the um you know we still have congress we still have this no it's really it's tradition is dictating how we run things not the constitution we're picking and choosing off of it it's it's like you're saying yeah it's uh, like um like hey bro come check out my hemi i got this uh i got this uh you know 67 charger hemi and you're like oh that sounds cool and you go out there and it's rusted out and i just i put some four cylinder in it from a, a honda but i still has the hemi um, sticker no then i you know attached it to a yeah and i attached it to a you know an old trans from a you know a dodge omni and it's you know in there and you're like dude i don't think that's using a hemi anymore you're like like and i'm like hey what are you talking about it runs and i fired up and sure enough we were clugging down the road 35 miles an hour you know running 6,000 rpms and you know it hasn't blown up yet uh, it's it's broken man it's broken you're just you're you're just kind of using bits and pieces of an old system you know, it's, you know, the, the old way that Congress dictates and a bunch of stuff that a lot of people out there, even elected officials, think are part of the Constitution, but they're not. They're just tradition.
I mean, show me in the Constitution where it talks about um, the doctrine of the, standing. Uh, like, as you've seen in the in the courts in the Supreme Court, where they choose and, and don't choose to see in the Constitution, the the exclusive place to settle disputes within between two states is the Supreme Court. A suit between two states this week for lack of jurisdiction. Sure. What? Like, it's it's enumerated, guys. Like, I'm not saying that Trump would have prevailed on the merits because it's it's a pretty you. There's a there's an art compelling. They were wishing to challenge that uh, the electors clause can be interpreted as the states are allowed to run elections however they fucking choose, and if they decide to, uh, you know, the governor gets to vote for everybody. That's that is a valid. Potentially valid, it it hasn't been adjudicated yet. A potentially valid way to do business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it would have prevailed on the merits, but the Supreme Court cucking out and refusing to even hear it is is just an absolute breakdown of the the, the Constitution. That just perplexes me. How I'm not even mad about the well. Trump put a third of them on the bench. Like, don't they owe him something? It's it's just no. Like. You are the exclusive venue to settle dis- disputes between states. Yeah. Don't refuse you know, to hear it. If you, Dorf, it just, you, 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 hear, you hear the case and you, you can throw it out on the laugh test, but you don't refuse to hear it. Sure. You know, Dorf, it's so many things out there that people think are just... It's the Constitution, because they've never read it. Most people haven't actually read it, and if they did, it was years ago, and they probably didn't take the time to really understand that they were reading it for a high school project. They probably read the SparkNotes version, which was written by a Sorry, go ahead. Right. So show me in the Constitution where they mention um, the House Majority Leader or the Senate Minority Whip or the Secretary of Defense. Or you know, all these all these positions that we view in such high esteem here, none of that crap's in the Constitution, guys. Mm. None of that crap. It's junk. Not, none of that's in there. Okay, that's just that's our tradition. And so some of the traditions are are held on to for for shits and giggles, but we're not following the Constitution. It's it's completely defunct. We're not using it at all. I mean, look at the Constitution is supposed to defend your rights. Guys, wake up. We have no rights. In the United States of America, you have no rights. We invented as far as the government is concerned. We invented a pandemic clause. And in the tradition of. I mean, we, we have. Even before that, Dorf, we have no freedom of speech, there's no Second Amendment. The government now, especially with the pandemic, the government, not with the pandemic, with the lockdown. I don't like when people say that this was caused by the pandemic. No, no it, was, it wasn't caused by the pandemic. It was caused by coward. coronavirus didn't take away anybody's job. It was caused by the lockdown. Government by controls cow- business. Cowards in government, yes. They control religion. They control sports. They control entertainment. They control everything now. And it's been working towards this slowly. 
not so slowly in the year 2020. It's been working towards this for a long time. We don't have any rights. If a right can be suspended, even for one minute, for one minute, if your right can be suspended, then you never actually had the right. You never had it. If, if they can tell you how you're allowed to buy guns, you don't have the right to bear arms. If there are certain things you're not allowed to say, even if it's just a few, even if it's just like three or four, you don't have freedom of speech. If they can shut down your church, you don't have freedom of religion. If they can take down your YouTube videos, I know that's a private corporation, Josh. It's a private company. It's not the it's, takes, it's not the it government takes, doing it that. Government. It's a private company. Gosh. If they can take them down, you don't have freedom of the press. It takes government. It should have to play by those rules. Of course it should. Of course it should. You know, when the founding fathers... Okay, so you want the thing they really ignore? It's the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is completely ignored. So when the founding fathers said these people need to have freedom of speech it was implied that people were going to actually hear that speech i mean the idea that you would say you have freedom of speech you can say whatever you want in your home okay guess what even in like nazi germany even in communist russia even in um you know uh i don't know like the mongol empire when you know there's no such thing as rights if they you are always allowed to whisper things to your wife in your own home okay <laughs> that, that you are you are always allowed to do that guys you know even in the, in the most totalitarian regimes it, it wasn't until very recently in the supposed quote-unquote free countries of the west that all of a sudden now you might have to think twice even in your own home because you might have some device that you purchased that might be listening to you or or maybe you're crazy and you do a podcast out of your home like you and i dorf mm -hmm. but you always had the right to say what you want in your own house duh i mean really that that was always a thing and you you think when they were writing the bill of rights that people in england under king george didn't have the right to whisper king george sucks you know to, to their wife or their brother-in-law when he was over for a for a a, mead. a pint of ale. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You you had that right. You didn't have that right, but you could get away with it. So now it's the same thing. You don't you don't have any rights. You have no rights. So, what good is the United States of America if you don't have rights? You don't have liberty. You don't have freedom. It's useless, man. I mean, so yeah. Will will it hurt? The economy when this place goes down? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I hope it's not as Here's bad as you, as you made it sound, Dorf. The economy is people. And one thing, I got an with a Twitter NPC today, you know, made the point that they've only had a, a negative correlative effect on it cases and deaths yet we still do them 
the well what do you call 3000 deaths a day well that's happened once and secondly 8500 people on average and the average day in the united states every single day in exchange for attempting to save people the average person that dies of covid in the vast majority if you, if you look at covid deaths really really fat tail towards the above average life expectancy life expectancy and beyond of the people who are dying in the vast majority of cases here the in an attempt to save people who were going to die in the anyway generally speaking I'm not saying there's not exceptions to this we're gonna we're fucking Gen Z and their their development as human beings by locking them in their homes devoid of human interaction and arguably the time more human interaction. God, we can we can talk about quality of education in public schools to you know to death and it, it's not great, but the current status quo is worse. I think that is enough for debate. So much so, Josh, you pulled your own kids out of school, right? You're, you and your uh, ex-wife are homeschooling your two youngest, correct? My two youngest, yeah. And my two teenagers, I cannot stress how how terrible this has been on them. You know, this lockdown. So continue. They're okay. They're strong kids. They're, they're, they're doing well. But they are, th- this has been awful. So awful we're, we're for fu- we're fucking you know, Gen Z. somebody who is going into a senior year of high school and a freshman year. Yeah. We're fucking Gen Z. The third world largely requi- relies on the economic overproduction in food and money of the first world so they can eat on a given year. Well, there is no excess right now, so guess who's going to starve? The third world. The first world to go into a depression, all to on the false belief that we can save people that were on death's door anyway. That even if you want to go ruthless, absolutely ruthless, we're sacrificing to save the unborn. Potentially save. Yeah, potentially. Uh, that's why I said the false belief that we can play God and stop a, a viral respiratory ailment, which, oh, by the way, kills less than what one tenth of a percent of people it infects and and by the way it's so nice that the benevolent government would just assume that a 70 to 85 year old sick person just doesn't want to see their family for that last bit of their life oh trust so as as we we talked at the top of the show today Um, you know, I, I got engaged yesterday. The, we went to tell my fiance's, um, grandmother who's in a nursing home in the local area today. We essentially had to break in to tell her. <laughs> Didn't trespass because we yeah. kind of fibbed to get Outside and we, we we only saw her for about three or four minutes to avoid her getting caught because if she got caught doing that 
they would have made her isolate, isolate in her room without other human contact for two weeks. Well, that's awesome that you did that, though, Dorf. Oh, yeah. That was cool. That, yeah, we, we, you know, we consulted with... You made the effort and got there and did her, that. It's her mom's mother. We consulted with her, like, hey, like, is this worth the risk? You know, we want to tell her she's, she's struggling with dementia. She doesn't do well talking to people on the phone. She needs to see your face to really understand what's going on. Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's worth it. But she had uh, a trip to the hospital earlier during uh, COVID era, where she was forced to stay in isolation away from her friends. So her husband is is been deceased for about seven years. The her friends are her really only. I mean, most of her family lives locally, but the other uh, crazy coots in the uh, <laughs> in the nursing home are what keep her get her up. Put it that way. She was forced to stay away from those folks for two weeks when she had to take a brief trip to the hospital for some non-COVID-related breathing issues early this earlier this year, this fall. Um, and quite frankly, it almost the isolation almost killed her. She essentially stopped. She yeah. she Dorf. Had, I haven't seen my grandma. I have seen my my grandparents. My mom's parents are both still alive. My dad's parents are gone. They got it. They are currently on the the back end of recovery from it. My grandmother, they they're over. They're they're over it. They're still. It, it kicked their ass. They're gonna live. They're not gonna have any long term consequences from it. My grandmother suffers from atrial fibrillation, so frequently needs medical intervention regular rate. She has been past the mandatory CDC guidelines for having the COOF and being able to not transmit it to anybody else by several weeks. She has to have a, a procedure where they essentially put her under shock or heart so it goes back into rhythm. Um, it's outpatient. Because she has to take a PC, pass a PCR test before that can happen, she can't currently heart shock back into rhythm because people are afraid of getting sued despite the fact that she's four weeks, like three weeks past the mandatory quarantine period. But she's still failing a PCR test and she probably will Jeez. for the next six months because that's, that's how the PCR test is run. It picks up dead virus and live virus and doesn't distinguish between the two going to be if you have the, the coof and you take a pcr test you will probably fail it for three to six months after because you're shed, still shedding dead virus so she's unfortunately putting her heart at great risk because her the medical system that her cardiologist belongs to are fucking pussies and they're afraid of being sued so they're not gonna you know heaven forbid somebody does because of a, a fixable heart ailment, someone might get the coof. Even though she's well beyond the guidelines here, I, I am. I've had it up to here with this. Not to say I'm literally about to go crack skulls, but like Jesus Christ, I'm about to go attorney shopping for a lawsuit. This is bullshit. Yeah, it is. No, it is. Um, no, I, my, my grandma is in complete isolation, basically has been from this entire thing. 
Um, they, uh, her, in the meantime, even her cell phone has been lost, broken, stolen, who knows? So we basically can't even get a hold of her. Can you, can you get um, another I, one My to dad, her? my will cousin. Even, will they even let uh, you deliver her another one? No. My uh, my dad and my cousin managed to go try to visit her, and uh, they snuck around to the back window and talked to her through the window for a few minutes. Other, but otherwise, they wouldn't even. They they were trying desperately to get someone to go, you know, raise the blinds for her, so they could actually, you know, like kind of talk. But they kind of shouted through a mostly closed window, um, and you know, checked on her and. My grandma's actually still, uh, she's been in a nursing home for a long time. Mentally, she's uh, still top-notch somehow, um, and that's awesome, you know, but um, she, uh, yeah, she knows everything that's going on in the world, uh, for, according to them, but, but I've not seen her since well before all this started, you know, before these lockdowns, you know, and who knows, I may never again. You know, who, alive, you know, at least who knows, you know, you're talking about people. In, yeah. You know, you're talking about people in their nineties here, you know? Um, so we'll see. It sucks. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's stupid is what it is. So you know? the, uh, but the fiance and I have talked to, you know, not against the concept of a nursing home, because quite frankly, it gives, the best quality of life to all involved in most in most scenarios um it, it helps manage aging the best way possible if something happens like this when our parents are there because well, well talk to my dad he's like fuck that put me in a home like i ain't coming to live with you <laughs> believe that that's a paraphrase of his exact quote <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh if something like this happens where they want to turn senior citizen centers into uh, prisons, um, we're going to, we're going to spring them. We're going to jailbreak them, take them out of there by force if necessary, because we're not going to let them lock our parents inside. They will come, you know, it will be inconvenient, but they will come live with us. The, the we yeah. won't let this happen to them. And thankfully, my my two living grandparents they're they're still independent. Um, this hasn't happened to them. Um, they've they've unfortunately been kind of on their own, isolated, and the people that came to visit them probably gave it to them. Unfortunately, um, some time with them. I I've spent some time with them since this all. I you know, I still try and call them at least once or twice a week. Um, I, I have the uh, I'm very fortunate to have the uh, the boomer who knows how to use video chat <laughs> so um, to share the the happy news last night with them on video um, and my that's cool my brother's very tech he's more tech literate than my mother who ironically has a degree in IT <laughs> he he didn't finish a, he didn't your, your grandparents are still kind of young though aren't they 80. Uh, 80? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. okay. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, my grandfather, who had, didn't finish a two-year junior college degree and was a uh, officer for, you know, he did his 25 years and has done 
you know, private investigation. You run a parts counter at a Ford dealership. Like, he's done a bunch of other things since. But, yeah, the guy is more tech literate and has taught himself small engine repair because he was bored. Like, you know, he's more tech literate than my brother who has a four-year degree in information technology. <laughs> so, yeah, his own. Anyway. You know, I, I I'm fortunate, but I I would say my my they're not technically boomers, I believe. No, they're they're technically boomers. My the boomers in my family are, are tech literate enough that we can still sort of keep. Them. I I I feel sorry for those who the boomers in their life aren't, because unfortunately, yeah. too, too many of them died deaths of despair and, and or died alone when they shouldn't have all because we thought we we forgot to realize our own mortality or realize that you know we've the risk of us giving grandma the the of the year when she comes to thanksgiving has always been a risk and the, and, and the, uh, on the false belief that yeah. we can play god this this isn't ebola it's never been Ebola. It's never been that as, you know, Middle East, MERS, Ebola, like we continually reference. Hell, even the original SARS. God, I love how we, we've, we've mm-hmm. taken like a 35-minute detour here on COVID, but... Um, we did, we did, and but I, I think we got most of what we needed it's a, to it's, say. It still kind of fits into the, the dystopian features. I have ultimately more respect for the the politicians and the folks in in public life here who are anti-lockdown I'm going to give Ron DeSantis a lot of credit he's the governor of Florida he did initially lock his state down from late March to early May early May he came out and said you know what the data I was I was shown time showed that this is a lot more dangerous thought than it's turned out to be we now have more data in realize this isn't the biggest risk as we thought bucket open up we won't lock down again i realize i realize my, my mistake i apologize let's get everybody here back to work and florida has done no better or no worse despite it's the large you know if you look at the population distribution graph by age of that state is, has a really fat tail towards old people because a lot of old people retire there because it's nice and warm. Despite having a fat tail, is doing worse than anybody else in the United States. And also at the same time, he doesn't have an unemployment crisis. He's not going to have a tax funding crisis. People are walking to Florida in droves bringing their economic productivity with them because it's a, it's a, you know, whatever amounts to a free state in the union with pleasant weather, largely pleasant weather. Um, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give him credit. And, and you know what? He admitted he was wrong and he's taken no shit sense. And that's, it, that's given me the ultimate respect when, you know, people try and get him a gotcha question at a press conference. Like, Fuck you! Like that's not how. That's not your your false assumption here. It's bullshit, and you should be ashamed of yourself. That and that's essentially his line of attack this entire time. Because 
I've kept my state open and I'm doing no worse. We've never come close to running out of hospital beds. We're never come close to, to we're not nowhere near setting the death records in April. Fuck off. Like, you're about to go anoint Andrew Cuomo, the, the attorney general, and like the greatest governor since sliced bread, despite the disastrous decisions that he refuses to own up to? And, and he's going to double, triple, quadruple, quintuple down on policies that don't work because that would admit, have he means he would have to admit that his previous policy decisions were a failure? Come on. Like, and, and, and the fact that now you have governors of individual states chirping at each other about this stuff, it doesn't, you know, kind of bring it back to our topic here, doesn't help the, the collapsitarianism or the accelerationism here. I, I realize those are two independent ideological philosophies, but the... I, it's not great, but at the same time, like... In a federalist system like we have, if California wants to be stupid and continue to, and New York want to be dumb and continue to, like New York, for example, New York City, shutting down dining, in-person dining services, despite one only out of their confirmed contract cases, less than two percent can be prescribed to dining scenarios. Seventy-five percent are at home. We're gonna ban dining. We're gonna ban in-person dining events. That's if this is as dangerous as you. It's not even putting a band-aid on a bullet wound, guys. Like seventy-four percent comes from transmission comes in the home. It's not putting a band-aid on a bullet wound. It's putting a band-aid on a an artillery crater in your chest. Like like you took a rocket mounted. A rocket propelled grenade to your chest, and you're trying to fix it with a band, like a, a small individual band aid. Like, come on, just admit that you're it's... you're calling it a band aid on a bullet wound. I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna call it salt on a bullet wound. It's not even salt. I mean, you're saying that uh, tried... the transmission's just... happening. Our battleship. No, but you're saying a... our battle... you're saying transmission happens at home. Yeah, let's let's. Oh, you're making people stay home. Here's the, here's yeah, yeah. You're making people stay home. <laughs> yeah. The, uh... That's a simplistic and, and reductionist, you know, analogy there. You know, I, I have it to, is, but it, it's it's not a solution. It's just a quip. The it's a better analogy, maybe you know, on battle. It's a punishment on, on the battle. We've just taken a torpedo blow to our hull. Let's fix it with saran wrap. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's attempt to fix it with Saran Wrap. And I and I applaud. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh... And I applaud the folks that have the balls and the courage to 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 face certain financial ruin, imprisonment, destruction of their business to say "fuck you," staying open. You know what? You've given me no choice but to do it anyway. And unfortunately, the only way people are going to find out that I'm still open and, and come patronize me is I'm going to have to advertise that I'm defying you, which is going to cause me to reg lose my license, get me regulated out of oblivion, into oblivion, 
potentially have sheriff the sheriff chain my door shut i i, I really am I'm proud of the guys and and proud of the courage that like the the belmar in belmar new jersey the attilus gym their local sheriff there in belmar was ordered by the mayor these guys down they said no we're not the they had to bring in jurisdiction officers to shut their the gym down well they boarded it boarded up the door put a notice on the door saying you're not allowed in here well to their credit it's ian smith and the guys there um said fuck you kicked kicked the barricades down and just went back to uh doing business they even temporarily got uh the guy running for senate there declared their gym to be a campaign office <laughs> because political activity wasn't restricted under the new jersey uh, COVID restrictions so it's a campaign office now everybody here's a campaign volunteer they've got on treadmills yeah to date they've got over 1.2 million dollars in fines uh, between citations and arrests, the two owners have been arrested or cited over 60 times. Um, unfortunately, the system will probably make an example of them when all the dust settles and they finally have their day in court. I hope have the balls to step up and pay their for them. Because you know what? They, they could have played the victim. They could have said the, you know, oh, woe is me. We didn't win this battle. Let's just take it on the, ch you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get them next time, guys. They, uh, they said, fuck you. And, and, you know, free men don't ask for, free men don't ask for forgiveness or permission. That's a line that they've frequently used. And they've got more courage than myself. And I, I'm, I'm more than willing to admit that, um, Josh, yourself, you've you've got more courage than myself throughout this. Is uh, you've seen through this bullshit since the beginning. You haven't worn a mask once in public, not once, correct? Correct. I, never. I and at my, this point, I never will. I uh, do my own little. No. I uh, I don't cause fights. I don't cause scenes. If someone asks me to leave, I leave. I do my uh, my act of, of I don't, I don't, you know. malicious compliance. I wear a a uh, polyester spandex neck gaiter in value of Swiss cheese. It's legally compliant. Doesn't doesn't restrict anything I'm doing. Um, but you know what? I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to start a fight. Um, I fortunately live in a place where that would be highly unlikely to happen, but I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm acting cowardly. I'm giving in to a bullshit regulation that, to date, has only been, air quotes, proven by a counterfactual. You can't, despite the now mounting evidence evidentiary you know trial based studies of efficacy of masks and showing that they really really don't do anything um, I, I still comply because I'm a little coward 
and I'm willing to admit that. Well, I, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's pushing it a little hard, you know, Dorf. I, I, you know, most people are right, right there with you, you know, um, we're, um, you know, uh, the fact that, uh, Dr. Fauci and the other experts, um, told you that the public intellectuals weren't a good idea. The public intellectuals that are epidemiologists, um, need to be tried for war crimes when this is all over. Dr. Fauci needs to be the first one. I'm not kidding where there needs to be a nerd. Well, and, um, he's caused the well, and, uh, death um, and economic the... destruction of countless people, not even just in the United States. When this is all said and done, and we can do an honest analysis when we're through this entire thing five, ten years down the line, Dr. Anthony Fauci will be directly responsible for millions of deaths. Un, that wouldn't have been preventable had he not advocated for economic lockdown. People were the the practice of epidemiology is for, should be forever discredited. You're right with people alive. I'm not saying that it has no has no place in the public discourse, but we should really pay attention to who we listen to because the folks that we've been listening to. They've proven to be absolutely useless. Dorf, at this point, maybe it can be revitalized later, but the practice, the study of epidemiology at this point is a joke. I, quite frankly, it can, it's it can a be, disaster. It can be saved. Epidemiology. Josh, it can be saved. It's just you gotta take. Oh, it can be. You gotta with get some, with a whole bunch of different people. You gotta get some folks in there that have some courage because it's just overly cautious with statistics. It's the you need to infuse some uh, Wall Street J Trader boys and uh, some of the AI folks into it, who actually are uh, better with data science and more aggressive and more realistic with risk assessments. Because this whole idea that three percent of ever you know the the original claim that three percent of everybody's gonna die and this is gonna affect everybody forever and you know we don't know about the long haul Kate you know long haul COVID and reinfection and there's been six global documented cases of reinfection since this all started. Oh my God, we don't know how long immunity is gonna last. Well, if if evidentiary science means infection it's very similar to SARS well people who got SARS and beat it guess who's never gotten it again those people immunity will probably last right. decades right. if not the rest except in extreme and uh, the the oh my god herd immunity is a dirty word we can't we can't take policies that guide us towards herd immunity. What do you think a fucking vaccine does, dipshit? It moves us towards herd immunity. Yet we didn't have a choice at the beginning, but we want to take steps to prolong the suffering. Where, you know, to be entirely honest, we had at the beginning. I can't blame people for taking the actions they took in March and April. As soon as May hit and there wasn't data on this thing, Young, young and productive folk and otherwise healthy folk weren't dying. And quite frankly, if they were getting sick at all, they were maybe mildly inconvenienced and mildly uncomfortable for a week at most. 
as soon as the data started rolling in on that, the fact that we didn't tell people business that we're otherwise young, it's just beyond me. You, you, what the people in epidemiology advising politicians and other government officials, lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. Oh my God, cases, cases. Not all cases are equal. Josh, if you and I get it, it's not the same as our grandmother and grandfather. The chance that you and I would need to be hospitalized for it, we're more likely to, to require hospitalization this year from getting in a car accident than from COVID. Yet we still drive a car every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fact that we are so that's true with a lot of things. Size fits all policies from epidemiologists have forever ruined their credibility with me. They, and, and you know what? The the idea that the, as far as I'm concerned, or it's it's disturbing that the the political sloganeering of the president elect, if you want to call him that, is not legally the president elect yet, but whatever, Joe Biden. The sloganeer. Oh, we're gonna in my administration. We're gonna try science. We're gonna be. I'm gonna experts well your experts are fucking terrible throughout this entire if those who just want to trust the experts and ruled by experts and and usher on the technocracy like are ignorant of history because every time that's been tried that's a mass casualty event two-thirds of this country doesn't have a college degree you can argue the best presidents or rulers, leaders, government politicians that you've seen in this history of this country didn't have high school diplomas. You want to usher in a fucking technocracy. Guess what? You, you try and run a technocracy, there'll be a, quote, peasant's revolt pretty quickly. Because if the technocrats get their way, we'll see. That's uh, if technocrats get their way, that's a great way for all of a sudden it's, oh, we're gonna trust experts to all of a sudden you need to go fucking kill yourself or not have a family because my planet's dying, and that becomes policy of the United States of America. Anyway, all right, I'm I'm off now and I'm angry and. <laughs> no, we gotta. We should wrap it up, Dorf. Yeah. Listen, seriously, Dorf. At this point, epidemiology to me is, is up there with bloodletting from the late 1700s. Why does Walt got about I mean, the same I, track um, record? It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's worthless. It's worthless. So I'm, I will not be supporting it. I'll, I'll tell a story real quick. Um, listen. I am a firm believer. Most people out there just think I'm an asshole, you know, because I, I fuck the system because I stand up for things. I'm just, I'm a believer that when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. It's, it's how I feel. Um, three days ago, I hadn't had really an issue with the mask thing in a while. You know, I don't wear one. But I don't go that many places either. I don't flaunt it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't bust into stores constantly and, uh, you know, try to show it off that I'm a anti-masker, if you will. Mask denier. Um, I'm sure that's probably, if that if that term hasn't been adopted already, it probably will be. Um, so, no, but it's my apartment. 
whether you the mask or science denier. That's that's what you are. Yeah. My, you know, my my apartment. Uh, they they had a new policy. They wanted to give out stickers for people's cars, so they wanted um, you know, to see uh, registration insurance for all your cars. So, okay, whatever. And also, I need to sign resign my lease. My lease is up. Sign another one year lease. So they, you know, and I was kind of ignoring it for a while because I was busy. You know, I have a life. And they said, hey, Josh, you really need to come in here. You know, they sent, left a message, you know, left a thing on my door. So I popped over there with my registration insurance for my, you know, four vehicles that I, you know, leave there or park there. And, um, you know, I came in to sign my lease and I walked in. Tiny little place. Two people working there. The one girl, as I walk in, she puts her mask on, you know, because i uh, and she says, and they instantly say, oh, you have to have a mask. I said, I, no, nah, I, I don't really, you know, I'm polite. I just say, I, you know, no, nah, I don't do that. I know these people. I've lived in this apartment for four years. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't have one. Uh, but you wanted me to bring this, so I'm bringing it to you. You requested that I came here. And she pulls a mask out of a thing and says, no, nah, but I said, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't, I, I can't do the mask thing. I don't do the mask thing. And I said, we can do it outside if you want. Um, but you know, you, you requested, I came here. So, okay, well, man, I, I said, I, I said, all right, I, or I'll, I'll just move, you know, <laughs> you know, and you know, I started to walk out. No, 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 no. And uh, this, it's the same thing that happens every time. It's no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, as soon as you are willing to say that, okay, well then I, if, if, if that is required for your service, then I don't require your service. As soon as you're willing to say that, in most cases, the problem goes away. I was trying to, I was getting new tires when the, with the, like the day after the mask mandate came through it. I'm, I'm getting new tires on my car. Going to discount tire. Oh, uh, you need to have a mask. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I can't do the mask thing. Uh, can you put your shirt over your face? No, but I can go get tires somewhere else, sir. Guess who sold me some tires? You know, I didn't call him an a-hole. I didn't scream and yell. I didn't make a scene. I just, that, that that's, that's what I did. So if people out there, if they're looking for this, if they're looking for a way out, just be cool. You know, be be nice, be cool, be polite, but make it very, you know, make it very clear that I'll find somebody else to sell me tires. I'll find somebody else to rent me an apartment. I'll find someone else to sell me bread. You know, you're not the only place in town that makes tacos. I'll go somewhere else. That's my advice to those of you out there. For and for those of you who just say, screw it, forget it. I, you know, they say I gotta wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. Okay. I got you. I got you. You know, I um we could make this go away. If we wanted to. By more people standing up. But there, but but there will be adversity. That fight will not be won overnight. There will be adversity. You will have the politician saying, the numbers are going up and it's because you didn't wear a mask. 
I mean, right now they're already saying that, which is ludicrous. The with, crazy part um, is public ninety-seven percent compliance. Public polling is at like ninety-five to ninety-seven percent compliance, yet the cases keep going in the wrong direction. Cases, cases, cases. Right. No. Not denying. Because we don't have a pandemic, Dorf. We have a we have a we have a case demic. We have a case demic, not a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Big difference. All right. But, I, on that, I think. Yeah, I don't know if you had something else, Dorf. Whether it's this topic or our true topic, I'm. You know, I. I. That's all I got for you. We'll see how long this episode. Lasts. Uh, whatever you want to wrap it with. Let's 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 see how long this episode lasts online. <laughs> Because you guys are guilty of I COVID. I bet it'll stay up on BitChute. That uh, reminds me. I need to get some more episodes <laughs> published there. So, anyway, thanks for reminding me. I, I guess I'll do that tomorrow, kind of in the background while I'm working. But 22 of the Empire Nexel podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're trying to do this every week. Not always on the same day. We've got a habit of going on Tuesdays lately. So, for... Josh, I am Dorf. We will see you all next time, hopefully with a uh, more sunny topic. I believe our next topic that we're going to do is uh, Star Wars related, so uh, less black pills, more uh, The Empire Did Nothing. (laughs) Have a good night, guys. (laughs) More lightsabers.